from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that resurrects the past one day at a time. I'm Gabe Lussier, and today we're talking about how zombies first shambled their way onto the big screen, and how they've since taken on new life as the embodiment of inhumanity. The day was July 28th, 1932. The pre-code horror film White Zombie premiered at the Rivoli Theater in New York City. It's now considered to be the first feature-length zombie movie ever made, though its titular monster isn't a flesh-eating fiend like the zombies we're used to today. Rather than being the result of a toxic event or virus, the zombies in this film are the product of Haitian voodoo, or at least Hollywood's crude interpretation of it. Technically, they are reanimated corpses, just like modern zombies, but they aren't rotting or gory, and they aren't driven by an all-consuming hunger for brains. The living dead and white zombie are victims, not villains, and any acts of violence they commit are performed unwillingly and always at the direction of their master, the man who stripped them of their agency, and the true monster of the film. The kind of zombie folklore depicted in White Zombie can be traced back to the 17th century when hundreds of thousands of West African people were enslaved and forced to work on sugarcane plantations in what is now Haiti. The religion of voodoo, spelled V-O-D-O-U, was created by those enslaved Africans, and it featured borrowed elements from a wide range of West African traditions. In fact, the word zombie may derive from any number of West African languages. For example, the Mitsogo word for corpse is nzumbi, and the Congo word for spirit or ghost is nzambi. That said, 
The zombie of voodoo was a creation altogether different. It was most often depicted as a soulless human shell, a corpse that had been revived by a potion or some other form of enchantment and then compelled forevermore to do the bidding of its master. The idea of zombies was clearly rooted in the real-life horrors of enslavement. The cruel conditions of their existence led voodoo practitioners to imagine a fate worse than death, one in which their bondage would continue even beyond the grave. The mythology of zombies went mainstream in the early 20th century, thanks to the U.S. invasion and occupation of Haiti. American soldiers, travelers, and explorers brought back vivid accounts of voodoo rituals, many of which were based on misconceptions and racial stereotypes. These tall tales piqued the public's interest in all aspects of voodoo, but particularly in zombies. The theme appeared in several notable works of the era, including William Seabrook's 1929 travelogue The Magic Island, and in Kenneth Webb's 1932 Broadway play, Zombie. Those works also served as the direct inspiration for the first film to bring zombies to the silver screen, 1932's White Zombie. The low-budget film was independently produced by Edward Halperin and directed by his brother, Victor Halperin. It starred horror icon Bela Lugosi, fresh off his star turn in Dracula, which had been released by Universal Studios the previous year. Some of the scenes in White Zombie were even shot on the same sets as Dracula and Frankenstein, and Lugosi's character bears more than a passing resemblance to the famous vampire, both in his appearance and in his powers. The story of the film follows a young couple, Madeline and Neil, as they arrive in U.S.-occupied Haiti, where they're set to be married the following day. They travel to their lodgings at the estate of a lonely white landowner, Charles Beaumont, who quickly becomes infatuated with Madeline. Later that night, Beaumont seeks the advice of Monsieur Legendaire, a fellow plantation owner known to the locals as Murder. It's quickly revealed that Legendaire's sugar mill is operated day and night by a zombie workforce, men whom he killed and brought back to life through voodoo. Legendaire offers the same dark service to Beaumont, pledging to raise Madeline from the dead as his eternal love slave, provided that Beaumont slips her the deadly potion himself. He refuses at first, but ultimately takes the deal and poisons the woman he supposedly loves. However, once her zombification is complete, Beaumont discovers it's tough to have a fulfilling relationship with a soulless husk. I thought beauty alone would satisfy, he laments, but the soul is gone, and I can't bear those empty, staring eyes. Beaumont begs Legendaire to restore Madeline's humanity, but he winds up being tricked into becoming a zombie himself instead. At just over an hour, the film concludes, rather abruptly, with good triumphing over evil. The young couple are reunited through Beaumont's sacrifice, and Legendaire meets a grisly end, plunging off a cliff alongside his zombie horde. The movie's chilling plot and moody atmosphere won over audiences and made a good bit of money for its independent producers. Critics, however, were less impressed. They thought the story was ridiculous and complained that the acting style and set design were better suited to a silent film than a state-of-the-art talkie. 
Hollywood took note of the tepid response to White Zombie, and as a result, zombies and voodoo only appeared in a handful of films throughout the 1930s, including in Halperin's unsuccessful sequel, Revolt of the Zombies. Other zombie movies were made in the decades that followed, but all of them more or less followed the basic rules established by White Zombie. They were set in exotic, tropical locales, prominently featured black actors as zombies, and involved some kind of supernatural voodoo. In all of those cases, the zombies themselves were only a threat when ordered to kill by their masters, and even in those cases, they never once ate a brain. But then George Romero came along. His 1968 classic, Night of the Living Dead, is considered the birthplace of the modern zombie, even though the film never once uses the Z-word. In fact, the director referred to the film's undead creatures as ghouls, not zombies. And that makes sense when you think about it, because they really didn't fit the mold of zombies up to that point. They weren't confined to the Caribbean, restored to life by voodoo, or commanded to kill by a master. Romero's ghouls were instead driven by their own relentless hunger, which they sought to satisfy by eating the flesh of the living. That said, George Romero did eventually embrace the term zombie, and in doing so, he redefined what it meant, although not completely. Released at the tail end of the civil rights movement, Night of the Living Dead provided an unexpected exploration of racial tensions in America. The lead character, Ben, was portrayed by a black actor named Dwayne Jones. He spends most of the movie holed up in a farmhouse with a group of white strangers, and after skillfully warding off wave after wave of undead attackers, he dies in the film's final moments. But in a shocking twist, it's not the bite of a zombie that does Ben in. It's the bullet of a white sheriff, one of the very men meant to save him. Although likely unintentional, the subversive ending harkens back to a theme present in White Zombie more than 30 years earlier. In that film, the black locals who have been zombified aren't the real threat to the film's protagonists. Legendaire is the true monster, the colonial invader who stole the lives of indigenous people and consigned them to eternal labor. In that way, both films suggest that supernatural evil may not be the most insidious threat that mankind faces. Our own inhumanity toward one another can be just as destructive, if not more so. I'm Gabe Lusier, and hopefully you now know a little more about movie history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to pass them along by writing to this day at iHeartMedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again soon for another day in history class. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.